0: in
1: your face. You are In Your Face on 3CR with James. I'm delighted to have Rodney Croom back on the show. Rodney, welcome back.
0: Hi, James. Thanks for having me on.
1: Rodney, uh, the Tasmanian government has announced plans or released legislation, draft legislation to expand its law in relation to expunging uh, historical criminal convictions uh, for the gay and trans and queer community. What can you tell us about their plans?
0: Well, it was um, 2016 that the Tasmanian Parliament passed legislation to expunge historical criminal records for uh, gay men and uh, trans women. Um, That was unique in Australia because uh, although other states had passed similar legislation in relation to men who have sex with men, um, Tasmania was the only state historically that banned uh, Uh, cross-dressing. Men who were biological males or born males... Um, uh, could be arrested if they wore any item of women's clothing right up until the year 2000. And that law was used uh, quite vindictively and cruelly against trans women in Tasmania. So in 2016, this law went through, and that was a great step forward. The then uh, Premier of Tasmania, Will Hodgman, apologised for uh, the old laws, uh, which was very moving for us given that Like I said, those trans laws weren't repealed in 2000. Tasmania was the last state to have criminal laws against homosexuality. Um, But those laws were pretty clearly in need of some reform um, soon after they were passed because there weren't very many applications and the application process could be seen as difficult by some people, particularly elderly men. Um, So there was a review of the legislation and that came up with a number of recommendations uh, to make the process easier, to advertise the fact that that expungement was possible more widely, and um, most of all, most significantly of all, uh, to have a kind of redress scheme, uh, scheme where um, people who successfully expunged their criminal records would be uh, uh, would qualify for compensation for the fact that they were charged and convicted under our old laws. Um, this was the first time that idea had been uh, proposed in Australia, and um, uh, it was something that was very strongly supported by Equality Tasmania and other groups. Um, and uh, the government has finally released its response to that review, which unfortunately doesn't include that redress scheme. Um, that's very disappointing from our point of view because we think it would be uh, a really important step forward, not just for Tasmania, but as a a way forward for the rest of the nation as well. And um, we'll be pushing hard now over the next few weeks to make sure that uh, any reforms to this legislation uh, do include this uh, scheme for compensation.
1: It sounds a bit mean-spirited that they haven't included compensation, especially as people are getting older. But also the fact that they have suffered so much trauma, you know, by being criminalised unfairly, uh, and it seems a bit mean of the government to kind of get people's hopes up, and then not deliver.
0: Yes, it is. Um, yeah, you're right that the the experience of people who were convicted under these old odd laws was always traumatic. Um, uh, the people I've spoken to who were convicted, um, they, they their names are in the newspaper uh, because because of of course they, are in, they appeared in court, the Supreme Court. Um, the ones I've spoken to weren't sent to jail; they were fined, but still there was deep ignominy, and um, they all left Tasmania uh, as soon as they possibly could uh, and never came back. Um, so it wasn't just uh, them who. <laughs> whose lives were damaged, Tasmania lost them. Um, And, of course, before that, in decades earlier, there were men um, and trans women who uh, uh, were sent to jail. Um, And we know that, um, you know, that that permanently wrecked their lives um, and sometimes led them to take their own life. So, yes, the trauma is deep um, and it seems only fair that there should be redress available for these people, particularly because, as you said, most of them are very elderly now, um, and they need a sign that the state doesn't just think they shouldn't be criminals anymore, that it actually cares about what they went through. Um, This is an important issue, I think, this issue of redress or compensation, and not only in this sphere of former criminal records. It's important, I think, uh, for instance, on the issue of... Um, gay, lesbian, bi and trans people being drummed out of the military because of who they were um, up until the early 90s for gay and lesbian people and later for trans people. Um, I think there's a case for compensation there as well. Um, we need to be saying to the nation that it's not just us who should pay the price for prejudice and discrimination. Um uh, the, the government needs to show leadership on this and to say that the whole of society will bear the cost of prejudice and discrimination. Um, and this, I think, is an important first step in that process. That's why it's so important for us to make sure that this redress is available for those who were um, unfairly, unjustly and traumatically treated in the past.
1: So how is the Tasmanian government justifying not including compensation in this draft bill?
0: Well, it's not. It's just ignoring the fact that that was the recommendation of community organisations and also of the independent review that was conducted, the expungement legislation. It hasn't made a statement about it at all, which is disappointing. Um, I've been told that uh, there are one-off payments that the Treasurer can make um, to those who apply for uh, compensation, um, uh, you know, on any matter. But um, that's not what we're talking. That's not what we're talking about. We're not talking about people having to go through a second application process once their expungement is completed. Um, the recommendation in the independent review was that it should be automatic, and uh, that's what we're saying. It should be an automatic payment to anyone whose records are successfully expunged, because that shows clearly that they had a record and that they were treated unfairly by the law. Um, we won't accept a, a second class process. Um, We want a process where redress is automatically available for people who were mistreated in the past.
1: It sounds like the Tasmanian Premier's got his head in the sand if he thinks that, you know, um, there's a call for compensation and they don't include it in the draft legislation and then don't say why and expect the community just not to say anything and for momentum to build. I mean, you know, there's so many successful activists and campaigns that occurred in Tasmania in relation to queer issues. It's a bit naive of the Premier to think, you know, just don't, don't explain it and hope it'll go away.
0: Yes, I don't think that they expect it to go away <laughs> because you're right, there are there are too many people who are upset about this and who will campaign on it um and uh, even if the government doesn't change its legislation even if it doesn't include um, a redress game, then we'll be seeking that amendment in parliament um and uh, it will be and you know it'll be an issue both inside Parliament and in the community um and it's a shame that it has to be an issue because Like I said before, Tasmania was the last state to decriminalise homosexuality and the only state to criminalise cross-dressing. And as some of your listeners will remember, that was getting those laws changed caused a a huge fuss. It was the most uh, bitter and polarising debate um, on these issues in Australian history um, that involved the UN and the federal government and the High Court and Amnesty International and all the rest. Uh, and we all like to think now in Tasmania that we've moved beyond that, that that's part of the past, that we're no longer like that. Um, but if we can't deal adequately with the legacy of the past, if we're still having trouble with it, then clearly we haven't all moved on.
1: How many people are we talking about, Rodney? How many, how many would you estimate would be uh, affected by this legislation and who would possibly seek our compensation?
0: It's really hard to say how many. Um, uh, I, I, I know that that the laws were enforced up until um, the mid '80s, so there were still men who were being fined uh, for consenting sex in private up until about 1984. Um, so, and obviously those men would some of those men would still be alive. Whether they would apply um, for expungement if if the scheme was better advertised and if there was redress it's it's hard to know i think that they were more likely to um but even if it's just one <laughs> even if it's just one that's enough to make a change to the law to show that we care about what happened in the past um and we're going to make up as a society um try and make up for what happened
1: So you're saying, Rodney, that in the early 1980s, men who have sex with men were being convicted for having sex with each other in the privacy of their own homes in Tasmania?
0: Yep. Wow. That's that's exactly what I'm saying. Um, And they didn't go to jail at that stage. Jail had been uh, the preferred punishment up until the 1970s. I know that there were also men, um, one of whom is still alive, Who were given a choice by the courts, by the Supreme Court, of jail or um, aversion therapy, like electric shock therapy. Um, And he took electric shock therapy rather than jail. That was in the 1970s.
1: So, really, Um, we're asking the government to compensate people for cruel and unusual punishment?
0: yes. Yes. There wouldn't be a single person of right mind in Australia today who would think that sticking someone in, a, in an electric chair because they were same sex-attracted, was a good idea. Um, the, 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 most Australians and most Tasmanians would be revolted by that and would agree that um, if that person is still around, which at least in one case I know they are, uh, that they should be compensated. Of course they should. It's a matter of, matter of, of plain, straight, old-fashioned justice.
1: I mean, it's amazing when you think about it, isn't it? And also just consider the police resources that were going into basically spying on people and, uh, and convicting them for having sex in the privacy you know, of their own home to adults. Um, imagine the police resources that went into it.
0: Um, yes. Uh, the cases I'm aware of, uh, the, the men would be, uh, would be found out, if you like, uh, sometimes incidentally. Uh, incidental to a, to an investigation about some other crime, you know, that it might have occurred in that street and the police are going around and questioning to see if, who saw something and then they find there's two guys in the house and there's only one bed and then off they go. So um, sometimes it wasn't the police hanging around outside the window. Some, sometimes it was uh, discovered incidentally. Um, but, yeah, when I came out in 1987... I was warned by those older than me, gay men older than me, that the police had a so-called pink list of known homosexuals who they could arrest at any time uh, and that I should be careful about not getting on that list. Um, uh, Not long after that, I became part of the gay law reform group and was probably definitely on the list. (laughs) But, um, yeah, the Tasmania that I came out into was a police state. Absolutely. And, you know, uh, LGBTIQA plus people were terrified of the police um, and uh, with good reason because of these recent arrests that had occurred right up until just a few years before I came out.
1: Ron, has the Tasmanian government or the Tasmanian police ever confirmed or acknowledged that pink list? No but it's not it's it's quite plausible it existed, especially when you consider the attitudes in tasmania uh the government's attitudes and the punitive policing.
0: oh yes, absolutely it's quite believable um and the uh information about that would come from uh, that was uh closer the gay men who were high up in the public sector in the public service. Uh, would talk about the police having a pink list and being afraid that they might be on it and therefore targeted um, for blackmail or whatever it might be. Yeah, so there was concern in quite high places that this list existed, and it's perfectly credible. Um, You just had to see the response to us when we first came out as a law reform group and had a little stall at Salamanca Market to get petitions on the signature... ..so, signatures on the petition... The um, about City Council banned our stall and the police came in and arrested us all. Um, it was a very punitive place if you were gay or trans.
1: Tell us a bit more about the arrest process. Like, you were taken to the police station. Um, I presume you were held for some time.
0: Yes. Yes, yeah, so, uh, like I said, we had a stall at Salamanca Market. Uh, a stall which is still there every Saturday. Um And uh, the council wanted to close it down because it didn't want any, quote, homosexuals in its family market, unquote. Uh, We set the stall up anyway because we felt that that was discrimination. And then the police came in and we were arrested. Uh, Anyone associated with the stall, anyone carrying one of our petitions, anyone with a poster that had the words gay or lesbian on it or a pink triangle could be arrested. Um, and uh, taken away to the main police station in Hobart in Liverpool street um, some were let go, and some who were considered leaders were kept in solitary cells for indefinite periods so that 's what happened to me. I was kept uh for i didn 't know how long um uh, sometimes into the evening uh, so that was that would have been seven six or seven hours or so um and we were threatened with jail if we returned to Salamanca Market the next week. So they said, um, if you go back there, then um, you will be uh, you'll be straight off to Briston prison.
1: Just incredible, and uh, so torturous, so unjust. Uh, and just so harsh and no wonder people were living in fear and no wonder uh people need compensation for that for that treatment. Uh it begs belief that the premier's bearing his head in the sand on this issue and is just hoping it'll go away. because um, you have outlined, you know, incredibly strong reasons for why compensation is absolutely necessary.
0: Um yes, yeah, so- I you're right when you say the situation was harsh. The word I'd probably use is cruel. There was a a very overt um, element of cruelty in the way that sexual and gender minorities were treated in Tasmania um, in the past. Uh, Sometimes calculated cruelty and the trauma is impossible to quantify. I mean, no amount of money could ever compensate for uh, families losing loved ones to suicide or, or, you know, to immigration to other states and never returning, um, or, or to the ignominy of having your name in the newspaper and losing your job and losing your family and losing everything. Um, if we're going, as a society, if we're going to move beyond that legacy, if we're going to recognise it and, and address it and move beyond it, this is a crucial element. And the case that i put to you today, James you can be sure that we'll be putting that case to the government um, and to the rest of the parliament. Uh, The government doesn't have the numbers in either house to be able to uh, stop amendments. So I'm hopeful that we'll be able to amend this legislation to get real justice for people who suffered in the past.
1: Are any politicians speaking out in support of Equality Tasmania's demands for compensation?
0: Uh, Yes, politicians have spoken out in the past in support of this idea when it's been uh, in the media. Um, Because we're at a consultation stage with this bill, uh, then uh, I guess most MPs are waiting to see what the government will finally come up with, and then it'll be on for young and old.
1: In Your Face would like to thank Thorn Harbour Health for their sponsorship of this program. Thorn Harbour Health envisions a healthy future for our gender, sex and sexuality diverse communities, a future without HIV, and a future where all people live with dignity and respect. To find out more, search Thorn Harbour Health on your search engine or Facebook.